I'll bet they got a lid on every trash can. Uh Uh-oh, and a fence around every tree. I wonder what the leash and collar set does for excitement. No doubt they listened to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor, fluxing, crew, distinctions. Scanning for Lady of the Tramp, 1955. Prepare to rewind in 3, 2, 1. Welcome, Rewinders and new listeners, to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 145, where there are links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover and if you end up loving the show and want to see it thrive you can become one you can become a reflux capacitor making our time travel possible alongside our patrons jared holzauer deborah powers brian keating patrick hicks aaron strauss lj lowry the fill and film podcast pure panda and three other awesome patrons as well thank you all for supporting us on patreon my name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad designer, and I predicted that Lady and the Tramp would be a tragic movie. That means I don't think it's worth your time seeing today. At least that's what I thought before I watched it. We'll see if that pans out here in a second. But before we introduce our guest, there's only one this time. <laughs> Not really a guest, more of a co-host. Guess who that guest is. <laughs> I wonder. Here is your Francisco's boop, 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 boop flash announcement. We will be closing voting on the next block of five movies on April 18th, 2018. Uh, So sorry. It's close. Have you been watching it the last week? Things have been jumping all around. Oh, really? Well, so if you you want to influence the next round, which it's it's anyone's game at this point, uh, for the movies we covered, go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash vote. Do it right now. I mean, pause the episode. Go do it. It's fine. We won't mind. We'll be here. We'll wait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you back? All right. Now, if... Uh, if but if no one if you didn't go vote and no one did, here are the top five movies as they are currently. This will be interesting. We have Dragonheart, number one. Young Guns, number two. The Chipmunk Adventure. Wow, things have switched. <laughs> the Jungle Book, the Disney animated Jungle Book, and the Disney animated The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Wow. So things have really moved around. Okay. Yeah, and they could still move around. You have until again, April 18th, 2018. That's when we'll lock in votes and we'll have our next block of five movies set. I'm glad Dragonheart's still in there because when I posted earlier this week about it, it was number one. Uh-huh. And then like 15 minutes later, went back. It was number six. Oh, God. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it won't be on the list. Yeah. <laughs> So, so far, far it, is. it is. All right, that's good. So that's the end of your Francisco's boop, boop, boop flash announcement. Now, we'd like to welcome to the show the one and only, my good friend, co-host, first mate, Paul, the master interrupter powers. Hey, Paul. Ah, 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 busy, sunny, busy. Gotta slide this sycamore to the <coughs> swamp. <laughs> you really got that whistle. That's, I'm, I'm impressed. Well, only a second. Listen. <laughs> you can't. Anyway, sorry. No, no, do the whole show that way. It'll oh. be great. Oh, trust me. my It would drive my brother nuts. <laughs> I'll get into why later. But okay. Well, that, that sounds like a bit of trivia I'd like to know. But first off, here's your trivial question for Lady and the Tramp. Before animating Shoot. the fight between Tramp and the Rat, animator Wolfgang Reithermankempt... Close enough. Uh, oh, Ritherman, excuse me, kept rats in a cage next to his desk to study their actions. Paul, if you could have, if you could keep any animal in a cage next to you while you work, what would it be and why? Can it be fictitious? No, it has to be real. Fictitious? <laughs> <laughs> um... In a cage? Yeah, it had to be in a cage. It could be the cage could be any size, and it could be squashing your coworkers. I suppose. I was I mean, about to say, can it be people? Well, I guess people are technically animals, but pens. Wow, on. that's sad of you. No, because I find them more interesting. You know, talk to them and rather you know. 
especially if I'm animating, you know, get their well, facial expression. Well, it's not necessarily you're an animator. You're just you're just working your normal job, and you have to have oh. an uh, animal in the cage next to you. What animal is that, and why? Uh, a goose that lays chocolate eggs. I said it real, Paul. Oh. I... Why? <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. Oh, oh, fine, fine. Paul I don't Lott, know. Do you have a one? Fictitious goose. I'm not. This isn't my trivial question. See, you don't have an answer either. <laughs> um, probably. I mean, I would imagine a dog because you take them out. No, it's in a cage. Walking. It's not a cage you can't open. Oh, how'd you get them in there? I never said those rules. I don't know. It's this is your weird wor- oh world. Oh my gosh! Anyway, Paul. Yes, I predicted laying the tramp would be tragic. What was your prediction for it? Not surprisingly, the complete opposite, and I <laughs> predicted what? it would be classic. For an old Disney movie, I yeah. predicted tragic, and you predicted classic. Who? Where are the See, chances? And where are these people coming up with this idea that you hate Disney movies? <laughs> I feel like the last Disney movie, Disney movie we covered, I did not hate. Um, well, there's a lot of them you don't hate. Yeah, exactly. But, but there is a, I do have a, apparently a predisposition to not like, or at least remember not liking a bunch of them. Regardless, though, Paul, will you please enter our course for Alice and let us know what we're going to be doing in this episode? All right, Alice. Let's... <laughs> Have a roundtable discussion on <laughs> Lady and the Tramp. And uh, let's t- talk about the what we liked and what we dislike, including what we like most and dislike most. And we'll come back for some feedback and announcements. Indeed. Us, take us to good old 1955. Alert. Alert. Approaching target. Spoilers are coming. Do you have a favorite dog? They come in all shapes, all sizes, all colors. They play, they fight, they dig, they bite. And this Christmas, they sing and dance and give you their love. An all-time animated favorite is back on the big screen. Walt Disney's classic, Lady and the Tramp. Rated G. Now playing at a theater near you. Check your local newspaper. I never understood why they said now playing at a theater near you because they would release these on DVDs and videos and you would watch it and it would be years later and of course it's not playing in a theater near me. Why would they release that? that way why word it that way I never understand lies it's all marketing lies that's a great question paul but i have an even more uh substantial question what shape did our memories come in these dogs come in all shapes and sizes but what shape were our memories let's find out in our memory mind melt synopsis for lay in the tramp a married couple <laughs> sorry I was a married couple, synopsis. Darling and Jim Deer, bring home a puppy before they have a kid, name her Lady, and then have a baby. The baby requires the couple to hire Cinderella's stepmother, whose daughters are not are now played by demons. I mean Siamese cats who get Lady who get Lady in trouble. Tramp befriends Lady and teaches her to kill rats, which Lady does to protect the couple's baby. So with a new baby, Lady is muzzled, while so with a new baby, Lady is muzzled. While seeking help to remove it, she gets impounded. After she gets out somehow, the sniffing dog survives, and it's new puppies for Lady and Tramp. But why is the boy puppy the same breed as Tramp and the girl puppy is the same breed as Lady? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. But unfortunately, that's not answered. And also, some of these memories were... Incepted. Um- Shifted. Shifted. Uh, okay, fine. I'm. I can't say any more. Any longer. All right. I'll, why, s- I'll stop. Would your brother? No. Why would your brother? Does your brother Josh, who's been on the podcast before, not like that? Oh, because I I saw this movie uh, as a kid, and I was fascinated by the beaver and how he could do that, mm-hmm. and and say his s's with wish 
whistling. Mm-hmm. And also, the there was a character on the beaver character on Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree that also did this. It's the same uh, actor. Yeah. No, it's not. I could have sworn that, that it's was, it's but... it's inspired by. Oh the... no, that's right. You're right. You're, yeah, yeah. This one was Stan Freeberg. The other guy was somebody else. Anyway, (laughs) so I practiced for years, and I could actually get it to a point where I could use my normal voice, but still, you know, say the, and it would drive my brother crazy (laughs) because I would do it all the time. (laughs) And then years later, I saw behind the scenes of them actually doing it. And the guy, Stan Freeberg, used a whistle. He held it up to his lips uh-huh. while while talking. I was like, "That's cheating!" And I was, <laughs> I, my poor little heart was broken. I was like, "No, that's not you know." And so I, you were my hero. Then I learned yes. about movie tricks uh, and trick photography. I don't use yes. any trick photography. Well, apparently they did, and I was. <laughs> disappointed and so i stopped you know yeah my brother asking me didn't you know didn't stop me but uh finding out that he used a whistle instead of using his own voice just uh so anyway geez bring the fourth wall for us all but uh you you mentioned uh that actor who played the the beaver what other uh people yeah what other people were in this movie and what other technical details you have for us well, let's start at the top, shall we? Uh, Lady in the Tramp is rated G, runs an hour and 16 minutes, and was released in theaters on June 22nd of 1955 in the USA. Uh, it stars uh, some of the voice talents of Peggy Lee, uh, Vernon Felta, sorry, Felton, and Stan Freeberg and a bunch of other people you may or may not recognize. Some of those being uh, people who have actually voiced other characters in other movies we've covered on Retro Rewind Podcast. First off, uh, Barbara Ludi, or Luddy, uh, who voiced Lady, also voiced Mother Church Mouse and Mother Rabbit in Robin Hood, uh, Disney's animated Robin Hood, which we covered in RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 127. Bill Thompson, uh, who voiced Jock slash Bull, the Bull Terrier slash Policeman at Zoo slash Doxy slash Joe, also was Mr. Smee and Pirates in Peter Pan slash 46. And Dale McKinnon was Tuffy, Professor, Pedro, and Hyena in Laying the Tramp, and also voiced Fox, Hunting Horse, Reporter Number One, and Mary Poppins, which we covered in Slash 28. All right. The budget of this film was about $4 million, and it went on to gross over $7 million in the North America uh, in 1955 and has since made over $187 million worldwide. That's not too shabby. Or shaggy, uh, as it were. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, my... Uh, Poor puns aside, let's talk about the things we liked about uh, *Lay in the Tramp*. Uh, let's start. Shall we? Shall shall we? Let's start with you, Paul. Was it the beaver? Was that the best best thing about this? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, I actually liked uh, some of the songs in it. Uh, not really? all the songs, okay. but I I liked. Um, you know, uh, shoot, where where did all the songs go? There we go. The Siamese cat song. That Bella that was Note. a catchy song. I mean, I feel yeah. like that's the most iconic from this movie anyway. Bella Note is probably the most oh, iconic. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Yes. And, and he's a tramp. And even the lullaby. La-la-loo. No, not that one. That's not yes, indeed. It's nice and sweet. And uh-huh. I thought the, um, the score just... I, I I thought it was good, helped move the movie along, like dun da 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 dun da da, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, that that did. Though it seemed like is that little trill not used in other Disney movies? That seemed so. I mean, that around seems that so time, Disney. Yes. I wonder if it might have been. It, yeah, it, yeah, it might have been similar. So, but uh, yeah, okay, it worked. Cool. Uh, something I liked was so i 
I wish there was more, and this is probably just a product of the time this was made. I wish there were more lighting and shading effects on these characters, but I got to say that the animation and coloration was very vibrant and rich. It was top notch. I really appreciated how this movie was colored and animated. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. No um, arguments there. No, not at all. Completely <laughs> agree, 100%. Woot. Uh, what else was agreeable to you about this movie, Paul? This watch. Oh, first of all, when I turned it on, I was blown away by the glorious 2.55 point, you know, to one cinemascope range. Oh, was it? I couldn't really tell. <laughs> oh, it was glorious widescreen. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. Are, are most, were most Disney movies from this time in widescreen? Okay, this was the first one animated feature they did for oh, wow. Cinescope. Uh, this was released 1955, uh, about a month before Disneyland opened. And oh. Disney utilized TV to promote Disneyland. And TV was beginning to be really popular in American homes. And movie theaters were trying to provide something else something a little extra for the movie going audience so this is where in cinema scopes started coming out in these wide formats and so oh. this was the first disney animated feature to actually be in cinemascope i honestly thought the whole this whole time like movies were always super widescreen and tvs for some reason just decided to go with four by three for some odd reason okay so yeah. it used to be Everything was around four by three, maybe, and then yes. it changed. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. Yes. The more you know. <laughs> right. So that's not even my second the thing oh. that I like. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that just, just a little preface. extra. Okay. That's a little bonus for you guys. But watching this, I was thrown back into the lovely graces of nostalgia when I heard the voices of a lot of these characters. Mm -hmm. Um uh specifically there's the when tramp who who's been in like all of three movies that guy uh, no <laughs> not at all aunt sarah though the one with the siamese cats she was actually the voice of the uh, uh cinderella's uh, grand uh, yes fairy godmother. yes and the fairy godmother and i was like oh wow that's her and also one of the I think fairies and Sleeping Beauty. Yes, she was, and so was Lady. Lady's voice was oh, the voice nice. of the uh, Meriwether, the little short, uh, fat for a better word. <laughs> the, she's the red one, right? Uh, blue. Meriwether was blue. Okay, red, I'm, and I think. I'm, we'll fact check that. Continue though. Yeah, please do. Okay. But there are some other voices that I just loved, like Bill Thompson, who played like five different characters in this. Uh, he did the voice of Jacques, which was the uh, the Scottish dog, and he uh -huh. used the same voice later when he played uh, Scrooge in his uh, Scrooge short, uh, uh, Scrooge McDuck and Money. That was before it Scrooge was uh, voiced by Alan <laughs> something. Alan T. I forget what his last name was, but um, you, had, you you are correct. Meriwether was blue. Yes, so, good and on short. You. And and short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he also did. Uh, um, Bill Thompson did a lot of Disney animated shorts. He was like the uh, the Professor Bird in uh, Whistle Plunk Boom. So uh, I grew up watching all these Disney animated shorts mm -hmm. and recognizing all these voices like. Like Lady, I um, I recognize the mother from <laughs> from Robin Hood. Wait, my baby. I was like, that's the same voice as Lady. <laughs> but what was really weird is like I thought Lady and the mother had a, the same voice because at one point the mother was talking. Are you talking uh, about Darling? Darling, okay. yeah. But as Darling was speaking, I was like, oh, that sounds so similar, who was uh, played by Peggy Lee. Mm -hmm. But then when Lady talked right after, I was like, oh, no, Lady has smoked like all her life or something. <laughs> There's definitely like a raspy older voice to Lady, but it's very similar. We'll, we'll get there in a, in a bit. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so, so it was fun. It was fun these, recognizing all these, all these voices. voices while watching it. And yes. you know what? That, that was a fun thing. I, it, 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 it didn't enthrall me. I would, I guess, as much or kick me back to as much nostalgia because though I watched uh, Disney little shorts on Disney Channel growing up, they weren't the highlight for me. I it was like, I remember a lot of the goofy ones. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if those I, are some of the best. So yeah, if I heard that announcer guy or the narrator yeah. for Goofy movies, I would definitely <laughs> uh, how to ski dial in on that. <laughs> but otherwise, none of them really uh, came to mind. The Beaver guy sounded who sounded like the Winnie the Pooh uh, mole. I thought he was the same guy. So that was sort of 60, some six percent. <laughs> that was some. Uh, uh, what would you call that? Nostalgia that wasn't really nostalgia, some faux-nostalgia. Yeah, uh, there you go, faux-nostalgia. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, but they didn't really do it for me that much. Uh, I'm glad they did for you, though. What, what's Absolutely. Something, but you know what? We've talked about the things we really liked. Uh, now let's get to the thing we liked the most about this movie, uh, our classic makers. I'll, I'll go ahead and start us off, since it's been a while since I've Please. talked, all of yeah. a few seconds. Um, I really... I was... I don't know why this was so super impressive to me, but it was how they would, they constantly took, uh, it was mainly lady when they did this, but they would show lady like in just a normal scene. Then other characters would talk to her and she would imagine herself in another scene Mm -hmm. and it would ever, the background would completely transport around her into this scene as she was like just there. And then when she came back, she was in the same shot, and the background just morphed around her. Yeah, and I, I'm like, like in the wow, dog how house, it, and then in the yeah, garden, and, yeah, yeah. I just loved yeah. how they shot those scenes or animated those scenes. Yeah. to have that I, because I mean that's a thing you see fairly normally nowadays, but to see it in a movie this old, I was yeah. very, very impressed by that, and they pulled it off very well. So that. That was the thing. That technical achievement was my classic maker. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. That almost goes into mine, oh, cool. which is something that you mentioned before, which is the animation. Yeah. I thought the animation was so well done. This is back in the 50s before computer animation, and especially uh, the Tramp, how he was animated by Milt Call. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way he would turn and it was like looking at a three-dimensional dog like it seemed to oh, keep yeah. its proportion proportions the draftsmanship on these and each and how all the dogs looked different they like did, you know yes. what i mean like yes. every breed so it, a all shapes all sizes but we can't make the rest of this trailer rhyme which annoys the crap out of me but whatever let's continue <laughs> talking about the movie not the trailer <laughs> Yeah, it's not showing at theaters right now. Stop the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the overall animation is such fluid uh, movement, and the uh, yeah the pencil line is not sketchy. Like gets into later Disney films. Mm-hmm. It's like we talked about solid. Robin Hood, I think. Yes, yeah. yeah. And even the background animation characters. Not that there were a lot, but. <laughs> It, everything seemed to be taken with great detail and care, except my one quibble in this whole in this whole part of this movie. Okay, what is up with that baby head? Oh, oh my I didn't goodness! Notice it looks. I mean, you can tell they drew it as part of the background. Like mm-hmm. the blanket is that. You know how you can tell the colorations are different yeah, on the background. Like, versus, oh, that that wall's gonna move. Yeah, because it, it's colored differently. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't even look that much. I don't know why they put it in the background because it looked they didn't take it felt like they didn't take any care in in drawing this back of a baby's head. It looked like it was oh uh, oh let's look look for something that in a in an old child's book. Okay, cut that out and paste it on there. <laughs> it just looked so shoddily done, and I think it is just exemplified. This is not this is not in my. I'm sort of I'm sort of hijacking our dislikes for this one quibble, but I do want to say that the rest it, of this movie is so, is so well, well done that this stood sticks out. out. Yeah, yeah, like a sore baby. You know, head. and I have and I have a theory why in my uh, number two dislike uh, that might be related to this, but I I agree it it does stand out as like oh what it sounds that like you didn't even notice weird. that though. 
I did at first, and oh. then I gave I I I was like, well, you know, just gotta just gotta, gotta go let something slow. slide, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, okay, let's. But now that we've gotten over our classic makers, the things we love the most. But before we get to our tri- our the things we disliked, we like to go out to social media, say, hey, what do you guys remember about the movies we cover? Uh, did you like them? What are your memories? Yeah, I essentially said that twice. And here's what some of you had to say. Eric Purcell starts us off by saying, it's all about the spaghetti and meatball. Singular. Wink. <laughs> uh, nice. Wardale White says, we are Siamese, if you please. We are Siamese if you don't please. There you <laughs> Apparently go, Bentley doesn't like the Siamese twins either. That's or the right. Siamese cats, I should say. I am not Siamese either way, but Lady and the Tramp was one classic dog of a tale. The Sherman Brothers songs. I don't I don't think the Sherman Brothers did do this one. Did the No, Sherman they Brothers did not. This? Okay. So This uh, was pre Sherman Brothers. Okay, well so you've been incepted, uh jail. Although it does sound similar, so yes. Uh, La La Lou, We Are Siamese, the dog song, were classic songs that help boom, make boom, the movie boom, boom. more classical. Boom, 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 boom. All right. Uh, Becky. Hey, that was fun. Those guys were cool. The Becky, mellow men. May I continue? I don't know. Let's see what Becky had to say. She says, my favorite. Then uh, Dixie Thompson says, one of my faves, the scene in the dog pound with all the dogs singing. Boom, 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 boom. Celeste Mora says, The music is my favorite part of the movie. When I was little, I sang the lullaby to my baby dolls and my pets when I could get them to be still enough to rock. <laughs> uh, Dallas Panda Marshall Mora says, As a small kid, about two, I had several surgeries on my feet. I pretty much stayed in a cast for about three years. I was oh. in pain and was frustrated with my cast on, on a pretty constant basis my mom tells me that when she would put this movie on for me that i'd suddenly not care about my cast at all and i would be completely locked into the movie it's probably that is probably what solidified my love for dogs lol i don't know what you guys are going to give it but i'd say classic or nostalgic awesome and thanks for sharing part of that part of your story there dallas yeah you should rewatch it and tell us what you think. And finally, Ryan R. Jackson says, seemed boring when I was a kid. <laughs> the complete wow. antithesis of Dallas. Uh, the pound scene almost made me cry. Almost. Oh, so not so boring. Well, yeah, I guess that part wasn't boring. Just <laughs> not quite what you want. Well, the dogs were crying in there. That's true. But let's talk about the things we that made us cry about this movie. Well, maybe metaphorically. And yeah. I'll start us off. Paul, you said, you said you liked the songs, and a lot of the people, the music was a, a high praise. A highlight. A highlight for a lot of these people. Yes. It okay. does what Disney does best. It combines wonderful animation <laughs> with some great songs. So go ahead. Sure. But the song in the beginning, just sing Silent Night for Pete's sake. You're not kidding anyone, Disney. We know what you're trying to do. Just sing Silent Night. I'm sure hey. it's public domain. Just do it. Just because it's at Christmas. You know, Silent Night would have been a much better song than that was, song at the beginning. It was pretend Silent Night. It, okay. It, it was, there you were, listen to it is obviously they're just trying to do Silent Night. A few, I don't, and I was trying to figure this out. There are a few songs in, in this movie that will stand the test of time and people will love. And we named some. Then there's some other songs in this movie that sound like they're from the 19, early 1900s that sound boring as all get out. <laughs> and I don't know why those why those don't last i don't know you know why some last and some don't like Mm -hmm. i can't even remember the name of the song but i remember thinking oh wow this is so early 1900s like wow wow just peace on earth silent night yeah they did use a spirit of love and child of peace yeah it's like just just sing silent night make everyone happy gosh and this is in the 50s, too, before you probably cared about PCism. So whatever. <laughs> well, it's taken back to a, a time before the 1950s is what it's supposed to do. Take you down to early America, uh, like the Victorian houses and stuff, and before radio. 
What well, is this like take place in 1800s or something? Like the eight, late 1800s? The early 1800s cuz it's like uh they have phones. The, yeah, they had phones and they had the horse and buggy. So what it does is that it re- it takes you back to the early 1900s and gives you that nostalgia feel kind of like okay, this was back way back when things were boring. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Was there was there anything boring about this movie that made your dislike list? Oh yeah, we'll get into that. Oh, okay. uh, so uh basically my first thing is I was actually kind of confused. Mm. We'll talk about because this is uh this is mainly uh character driven. This yeah. was about Lady and Tramp and yes. falling in love. Yes. But I didn't get to the point I understood Tramp and his freedom, and I heard and I understood Lady and her ways that she was used to. Her stability. Yes. But I didn't get to the point where why Tramp leaves his freedom. Like, oh, every day I could have a different meal at this house and this house. I didn't get, there wasn't a point in the movie that I saw. Like, oh, yeah, just because he has meatballs and spaghetti with a girl, which. I'm sure he's done with other girls as of, you know. Yeah. This one. <laughs> yes. So I, I, it didn't solidify with me. Like, I understand, like, he fell in love, but I just wish that it, it, it was, there was a scene more solidified. Yeah. That. Like, they showed more of the advantages of the leash and collar culture. Right. Yeah. Something that he would be, um, you know, drawn to more yes. uh, where he's where he had that mind shift. Yeah, that totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I, I that wasn't something that occurred to me, but I completely see what you're saying there. Um, something. Let me, let's see if you can see what I'm saying here. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I can see, but I'll try to hear what you're saying. Good. Good. Hear my voice. And understand. So if I stand like this, I shouldn't be voicing a six-month-old dog. That's what my dislike is. Sheesh. I mean, what are you I was talking like, about? lady. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, why are you, why do you sound like you're a 40 to 50 year old woman? Oh, you are a 50 year old woman. That's why you're <laughs> in your voice tonight. No wonder. I thought it was nice until um, I heard the mom speaking. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's I think nice. she totally switched those. The yeah. woman who voiced Darling should have been lady. And yeah. the woman, I, I have no idea why. They chose someone with it, a raspy voice for this young girl. It dog. did make her seem more mature, though. Like she's more refined. You uh, know what I mean? No, it didn't. You do can. It, yeah. I feel like you could get but, that just fine with uh, with a, a younger sounding voice, like get or an Kate, English accent. Get Kate Winslet. <laughs> she's refined ish. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. No, I, I can <laughs> yeah. understand. Oh, no, that. you're right. I did totally. Blew past that. Yes, just get an English accent. Yeah. Get get Alice to voice lady. She could do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the South will rise again. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no poo poo. <laughs> All right. Uh, accents aside, let's see. What's something else you didn't like, Paul? Um, by the way, I did like the accents in this movie. Um, okay, although they're fine. You I know, suppose. with the dogs. Anyway, I did like I, the Scots the Scotsman dog. <laughs> Moving on back Arr. to the the what? baby. Why am I a pirate now? <laughs> uh, there are some scenes. This is beautifully animated, and the the backgrounds are incredibly detailed. Ooh, and yes. it's cool, and it's cool to see it from like a low angle, and it, it the the use of lighting and shading is incredible, mm-hmm. and to the point where some scenes it makes the characters the dogs the animated characters look uh, flat mm. because they are usually single colored like in the body and their ears are different colored you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? yeah. and it's like it it doesn't jive well and i think that's one of the reasons why the baby stood out so much you know oh, is that you have because yeah. he, he's the baby was part of the background which is incredibly detailed but the characters looking at him are are not uh, shaded and highlighted as well so mm-hmm. it, you there's this disconnect so yeah that and i'm curious if that disconnect was even more uh pronounced for you because i assume you watch this hd 
Definitely. Yeah, yes. I watched oh. SD, so it wasn't. That that aspect to it wasn't as noticeable, but I could see how it would be even more noticeable. Yes. Unfortunately, those scenes are a little more noticeable, but oh man, to see these details of the background is so worth it. Mm-hmm. And, and what I was saying before about the animation. Anyway, yeah. So I highly recommend people getting it in high quality. Awesome. Well, you know what? My, my, uh, Tragic Maker, I would say, is a, is a doozy. It's a classic Francisco Tragic Maker. Wait, are we there? Yeah, we're there. So, all right, I'm gonna. So, I want you to take the floor because I have a sense, a spidey sense, that your Tragic Maker is gonna be just. Eh. It's not gonna be like, oh my gosh, this is the worst movie ever, Tragic Maker. Oh, you know what? You're right because <laughs> the thing about this movie is that it's not very plot heavy. It's it's, that's for sure it can, it can be uh boring it can be eh. mm-hmm. um, and some of the songs that we mentioned before it doesn't help that eh. so you're right my the my tragic maker about this movie is that sometimes it can feel eh. <laughs> <laughs> well put well put okay my tragic maker here we go Wow. It's oh, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. Actually, before I even get to it, what do you, can you guess what my tragic maker is? Um, disobedience? No. Then I don't know. Okay. Flipping Aunt Sarah and her demon spawn Siamese cats. Oh, yes. my gosh. This woman annoyed me to no end. I was. No, she's supposed to. She's like the villain. Okay, well, she did a great job at it, so yeah. much so that I just, I was so, flames, Enraged. flames, out <laughs> of my face. I mean, seriously, every time she was, she was, um, when she was just talking to the other humans, fine. But when she was just being so mean and critical to Lady, oh, it yeah. just killed me. I just wanted to like. Because oh, you mm. cared that much for Lady. That's mm, nice. I guess. I felt more. <laughs> I you almost felt like she was like doing it to me, I suppose. What was that? You didn't like the injustice yes. that was being yes. given to Actually, our main character. That is a great way of putting it. Yes, I was very, very... Uh, Righteous anger. No, no I was going to say very astute to the injustice, but that's not the right word. I was very attuned. Sensitive. Yes, to the injustice that a lady was experiencing there because it's so and and tramp too at the very end with mm-hmm. the after she I mean just oh and the the Siamese cats do all this stuff and she's blaming lady for it. Oh my gosh, I hate stuff like that so much. I it it goes even into a broader sense of I hate um storylines where the uh the hero is framed. Like that's one of yes. the main reasons I don't like Batman Returns mm. as much as Bat nineteen eight whatever nineteen nineties Batman. As much as nineteen eighty nine's Batman. Yeah. Is because it's a framed hero story. I just yeah. those just annoy the crap out of me. Uh by the way, Francisco, stay away from the movie Mr. Smith goes to Washington. <laughs> okay. Oh <laughs> uh, why? Why'd you say that, uh Paul? Uh, uh no spoiler. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really do not like Aunt Sarah. Um, yeah. I, here, here, here's what I have to say to Aunt Sarah. Oh, I'd no. Say, here we go. I'd say, here's a quarter. Ting. Go to the docks and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. That thing being your face, Aunt Sarah. Oh, wow. That's harsh. I thought you were going to say to have that thing be your Siamese tw- twin cats. <laughs> Well, them too. The rat could just eat all of you. That's fine with me. That if that rat wants to eat someone, don't go for the baby. Go for Aunt Sarah. Come on, rat. Yeah. Be, yeah be I was gonna g- say you don't need a, a an quarter in the docks. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Apparently, the rats out, already there. Out back, there's rats the size of dogs out there. Yeah. So and the, and where's Mrs. What Frisbee and the rats of Nim? It's not Frisbee, but it remind. It's oh the, no, I think you're right. I think it is Mrs. Frisbee. Or is it Fisby? Something. No, I'm pretty anyway. sure it's Fisby. Now she was a cute rat. Yeah, no, she was a mouse. Sh- she was a mouse. The rat was a mouse. Yeah, 
the rat the rats were the ones in them. And that that one guy rat, he's he's quite the looker. I I'm yeah, he's he's who Radigan? No, to not Radigan. Ra- no, the to Radigan. This is totally <laughs> off topic, but Secret of Nim when yeah. Mrs. Frisbee goes Jonathan? Is maybe that's the name of the the the, the other main mouse? the sort of hero rat. No, it's the it's it's the rats. They're the rats of Nim. And yeah, oh, maybe Jonathan was her husband. Yes, anyway, that's what it is. Have- yes, the Jonathan was her husband. Let's just talk about. I, I'm fine. Let's just talk about Secret of Nim. I haven't seen though. that movie in years. Well, it's but, people. Someone should nominate it. It was on our old list. It's not on the new list. So someone so, go nominate that. All right. Anyway, go to Twitter suggest it exactly. Anyway, so, so those were the things. Aunt Sarah Aunt is that Sarah. her name? Freaking Aunt Sarah. Might as All well right. have been. Yeah, I'll get to that. She might as well have curly hair. No, I was gonna say. Well, <laughs> if Katek was here, yes, I was gonna say. I think she's related to the Gutmans. That's how deep my hatred goes for Wow. I don't know who the Gutmans are. It's been too long. Sorry. That's uh, RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 88 for What About Bob. That's what I'm referencing there. All right. Anyway, now that we've talked about uh, the things we liked, the things we didn't like, we've entered all our, our targeting information into the firing computer. Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. All right, Paul. Do we rate Lady and the Tramp? A classic. We'd recommend anyone go out and see this, whether or not you've seen it before. A nostalgic. It's only worth a rewatch if you enjoyed it as a kid. Or a uh, tragic. It's not worth your time today, even if you enjoyed it way back when. How do you rate Lady and the Tramp? For me, it's classic. I mean, my my dislikes weren't all that dislikable to me. Um, it wasn't like I wasn't seething with hatred like some people like. So, <laughs> Who are you uh, referring to? <laughs> I thought the the positives way outweighed the negatives for me, and I would recommend this movie to anybody. Okay, that that's one take. Uh, for yes. me, <laughs> I I was I was borderline nostalgic on this movie. Um, it wasn't, it, there are certainly a lot of things it had going for it, but it's not, it's just a movie that uh, kind of along the lines of your tragic maker, it was just like, eh, it wasn't, it, it just, it was just there. It was a movie. It's not repulsive at all, except for that one character. Uh, you didn't enjoy any parts. I, I enjoyed parts of it, but on the whole, it's not one that I'm like, oh, come on. Come on, uh, daughter and son. We got to watch this movie now. Or as opposed to another dog, I was thinking, well, what other sort of dog movies would I be like? Let's watch this. The one that came to mind was Bolt. I would be all down on us watching Bolt. It's not a romance, but but what I'm thinking is, I think if this movie either, for, for me, for romance movies, I either need a lot more like stakes, like high stakes, or a lot more mm, comedy, like make it a rom com. Not those type of sticks. S T A K E S sticks. I think those things would have made it a lot more compelling for me. What and kind of stakes? Like the like dog napping or the like, fate of the world. Mm, I'm not. I'm trying the to think fate of, of the universe. Maybe if. I don't know. All the dogs were going to go to the pound, or there's some villain at the pound. Maybe Aunt Sarah was in league with the pound, trying to get all the all the dogs to the pound, and then the pound was going to ship all those dogs to the girl from 101 Dalmatians to make a f- huge a plethora of dog fur coats. So it's the prequel. Yes, it's the prequel. <laughs> exactly. Did That's 101 cool. Dalmatians come out after this? I think yes. it did. Okay, so yes, exactly. So if they could have worked in answer as the villain in that way, it would have been a perfect prequel, and I totally would have rated it a classic then. But because they didn't do that, this Aww. movie is unfortunately a tragic for me. Missed out, Disney. Yeah, geez. Go back in your time machine. Here, we have a time machine. Just hire us. We'll, we'll go back and do it for you. Yeah. Easy peasy. With that, though... So wait, are you saying you're not looking forward to the Disney live action remake of Lady and the Tramp? 
No, not at all. They're, they're uh, really doing a live action remake of this. Yeah, it's supposed to be one of the first oh uh, released on their new streaming service. Just not in the It's theaters, bad enough you're doing all these Santa buddies and air buddies and football buddies and buddy buddies. Just stop. Mm, Just stop. Buddy buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Disney, it's it's okay. You can it's okay to have things just animated. And why they're printing money? Why should they stop? Anyway, have people continue. stop watching. Anyway, so what? I what would you rate this movie? You a stopped? tragic. I said I rated. Oh, tragic. what? It's, yeah, it's just that, eh, that it's means just, we have a draw. Well, I'm not sure. Do you think if we average it, we have a nostalgic? That's true. So I think we're just gonna go with that. I think we're All just right. gonna average nostalgic. it. And so, according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate, uh, yes, we rate (laughs) Lady and the Tramp, a very disputed, nostalgic movie. We recommend, if you enjoyed this as a kid, as some of the people that listen, and by the way, I never said before, thank you to everyone that posted your feedback. I keep forgetting to do that, and that's not okay, because you guys take the time to write feedback, and we really appreciate it. So, thank you to Eric, Dale, Becky, Dixie, Celeste, Dallas, and Ryan for sharing your feedback. And uh, so for those of you who enjoyed it, I'd say it's worth, we'd say it's worth rewatching again. And if you didn't, Uh, then I I, I, go watch Bolt, go watch Homeward Bound, go watch um, 101 Dalmatians, Sleepless in Seattle. No, do not watch 101 Dalmatians. Prediction tragic. Let's get on to our... It's a classic Francisco response. Whatever. Yes, that is. I don't hate Disney. I don't know what you're talking uh-huh, about. Uh-huh. All right, Alice, bring us back to our own time. Good old 2018. Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. So is it anything before Little Mermaid you hate? Or is it before... Uh... I, I would predict... Classic for Sleeping Beauty. I predict classic for. Didn't I predict classic for Sword in the Stone? Maybe just okay. nostalgic for that one. I can't recall. I don't, all right. What about Robin Hood? I thought I did classic for that. We should do Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and then Tragic. just go from there. Are you kidding me? It's such a classic Disney movie. I have no desire. None to watch it. Yeah, all right. There you go. <laughs> I don't hate Francisco Disney. hates Disney. <laughs> anyway, we're not on Land of the Tramp anymore. We're in 2018. And uh we we have some feedback. Uh well for I'm gonna say uh Rathion over on Twitter, you are awesome. You're just every episode you watch, I feel like you tweet us. Uh, what you liked about it. It's so cool hearing from you uh, that you like our episodes, why you like them, whether it's Donkey Kong Country or Angels in the Outfield. Even He even referenced something that I'm like, I don't remember that at all, but it's so awesome having you as one of our rewinders. Since it sounds like, and this is for Rathion or anyone else that is going through our back catalog, if you can find the place where we first mentioned John Billiams, please let me know. That is like I I am have tried to locate it based on when we've sort of uh, mentioned him, but I cannot find the first instance of John Billiams. So please, if you find it, anyone, let me know. Maybe I, you heard it and you just didn't know it was the first instance. No, I think I'd be able to tell. I have this okay. memory that I'd, that was like I said John Billiams. <laughs> Like, See, that's what I mean. Maybe it was just so non... Maybe I said it so non... Like, casual-like. I don't think so. I, right. I, I I could be wrong. I could be wrong. My memory is well, not the best ever. But... So, anyway, anyway thank you, Rathian. the rewinders on it. Exactly. Thank you, everyone else who listens to the show. Uh, no other feedback, though. But, as always... Vote on the movies we cover. Again, it's high contention right now. If you go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash vote, buy our t-shirts at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash store, get bonus content and more by supporting us on Patreon at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support and connect and contact us at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash contact. 
How else can people reach us, Paul, and you specifically? Me specifically. You know, this whole whistling thing, the, the, one of the fr frustrating things is to come out of this is that the only character I can do now is people think I'm doing the old guy from Family Guy. Oh, sad day. Say there, Chris. <laughs> you know, he does which is like the worst like character on that right? show, if oh you ask gosh. me. Oh, anyway, but so I try to think of the beaver guy, but not not that old guy. Anyway, uh, if you want to talk to us about anything that we discussed on this podcast or even anything retro, you can con you can talk to us on social media. We are Retro Rewind Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can also watch us record these very podcasts as well as live streams of video games and pixel artist uh, illustrations. Or uh, if you follow us at twitch.tv, all these people are twitching on TV. I don't know why. <laughs> But you can follow us there at Retro Rewind Pod. But if you want to find me specifically, you can go to pauljpowers.com. I have all my social media links. And uh, yeah, I was going to mention something about the whistling, but never mind. <laughs> That's been enough, probably. Uh, or you could just listen to the next episode when we cover the movie Galaxy Quest from 1999 Wow. Well, Thank you so much, Paul. I appreciate that you never give up. You never surrender. Uh, you've <laughs> been my co-host pretty much oh my. almost since day one. What uh, a savings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I appreciate that uh, we make each other laugh and have such a good time doing this show. Uh, so thanks for being my co-host. You're welcome. Thank you. Of course. Uh, I am also very appreciative, most appreciative, in fact, of you. You, you know, you, you're, you're the one listening to this right now. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. Oh, sure. I may not know your name specifically, but say oh, your why'd name. Why'd you bring that in? Say you your had name. Him. You were right there, Mike, or Jane, or oh, here we go. or someone not named Mike or Jane, <laughs> or, yeah, or or if your name's not that. I'm talking to you too. It's amazing how this works. This <laughs> podcasting thing. Anyway. Whether this is your first time listening to our show or you're a part of our Rad Rewinder community, thanks for spending time with us, and we pray that you are more joyful now than when you first hit play. I have been and continue to be Francisco Ruiz. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUIZX, and you can hire me to do pixel art illustrations for you via Fiverr at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr. Finally, we are proud to be part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com and the Christian Geek Central Network at christiangeekcentral.com. You can catch us at either of those. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Say, that episode was swell. <laughs> Thanks, Beeves. Yeah. Oh my gosh, not that. <laughs>